After one o'clock, good afternoon to you. My name is Pimelo Motine. This is SAFM on Your Own Life Happens. And I'm going to get straight to it because I'm, I'm told we have some time constraints. So let me just not waste any time. What we had planned today, uh, like we did yesterday, is a Q&A where you are able to ask the questions that you feel are necessary to the authorities. So who did we get today? We got the um, Vishnaidu, who is a South African police station, South, South, South African police uh, national spokesperson, okay? And he has afforded us some time, but I'm now told he doesn't have much time. So what I am pleading with you to do immediately is to start dialing in 0891-104-207. Lots of you were calling even yesterday about little issues that you've had. Some of you were saying that you were arrested unfairly. You don't know what the process is now. You had to get a lawyer and then nobody charged you and then you were released all of those questions and if you need any more clarity around what the regulations now are remember as we said yesterday regulations keep getting updated because circumstances change and government obviously keeps updating things as we go along okay so some of the things that may not have been the case today uh, were different last week and are different today Okay, so we're just getting clarity and this is your opportunity to ask as many questions as you want to ask away because I may not have all the answers, but he is certainly here and he'll be able to give you some responses to all the questions that you have around the police and how the police are going about their business and what do you need to know on the road so that you don't get arrested. 0891-104-207. So let me just welcome him on the show, Brigadier Vishnaidu, um, the SA Police National Spokesman person. Thank you so much for joining us. Good afternoon. A very good afternoon uh, to you and thank you very much for this opportunity. Um, I just want to say that this line is, is really bad. It's breaking up. So I'm not sure what, what the problem is. I hope you can hear me clearly. We can hear you loud and clear and um, I'm sure you know our listeners can also hear you loud and clear. Can you hear us uh, clearly, Brigadier? Yeah, I can hear you but it's just uh, breaking up, you know, but um all right. Yeah. Let's let's try it, Brigadier. Thank you so much for making the time. I mean, what we wanted here was for you to give an opportunity to answer directly to our listeners because sure. we don't have all the answers. So let's go straight into it. I will take those calls. I think let me go to the Eastern Cape. The first person to call us is uh, Monwa. I think it's Monwa. Is it Monwa? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. Monwa, thank you so much for, for calling and go, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call. Absolute pleasure. Go ahead. Uh, mine will be quite short. Um, I wanted to find something out. One, um, my um, my nanny. Mm. Um, I had to take my kids to um, my mom in the rural areas. Okay. And then um, that meant um, that was for the holidays. Yes. And then when the shutdown came in, I thought, okay, fine. Uh, the two weeks and whatnot will not, sorry, the 21 days, you know, will not be much. So the weather outside. And then now um, there's a problem where she's feeling unwell. And now the issue is um, where she's at, she's not from that area and she needs to come back. You know, and I need to go back and fetch her. I have a permit um, as a worker, an essential worker, but she doesn't. And apparently uh, she couldn't even get on a taxi from the uh, village to town. You know, because I truly don't know how is it a person supposed to, what is it a person supposed to do in that type of a situation? Brigadier, you've got the answer, the question? 
Yes, I got the question. Apparently, um, the grandmother is ill and she needed to medical attention. It's, so it's, remember, it's, the regulations it's, make provision for various categories of people. It's the nanny, Brigadier. This is not the this is not the grand the grandparent who's who lives in the area. This is somebody who had just gone for a short period, uh, and then the extension happened. So now they needed to come back for medical attention. How do we get her to come back into the city because she doesn't actually stay there? Well, I, I, like I'm saying, one of the one of the exceptions is that a person can go and get medical attention. They can go to the local police station and obtain a permit. Uh, although, if you're traveling um, a close proximity to your resident, there's no need for a permit if for medical attention to buy medicines or to go and do shopping or to go for social grants or to go, go to the bank. There's no need for a permit. But if you're traveling across borders and, uh, and you can only uh, seek medical attention a, a distance away from where you are because that particular medical attention cannot be provided in close, close proximity to where you're residing mm-hmm. or to where you are, mm. then you can go to the police station and you can, um, you can uh, request a permit uh, and, and, and highlight your, 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 your situation to them. But remember, the, the lockdown regulations are very clear. You, you, we are getting people with different uh, circumstances and different scenarios. Some of them, yes, we have to be considerate and sympathetic to them, but if the regulations doesn't allow a police officer to give a permit, there's just no way he can give a permit because then that police officer will be himself be held in contravention of the regulations. So he cannot go beyond what he's empowered to do to be able to assist a person. So the circumstances will have to be outlined to the police officer and they will have to see. I myself personally have received calls on, on various uh, aspects um, uh, or, or problems that pe- people are experiencing and it fell outside of the exemptions of the regulations and they just couldn't be helped. Brigadier, can I just ask you, I don't know, are, are you satisfied with that, Mona? No, the, the, the reality is that uh, we are in deep rural areas and the next town, you know, uh, that we need to go to even for police stations, you know, to do crosses and whatnot is like, let's say, for instance, I'll be honest now to say that it's Itujo. Mm. Itujo town in the Eastern Cape. Mm. Um, I need to travel from Engobo to Itujo, um, or some parts actually just near Engobo, whatever. I'm just somewhere in the middle. So I need to go to Itujo to do my shopping and everything. And from my village, I can't even get on a taxi because I'm going to be required, or no, no one can, in fact, get into a taxi because they're going to be required to have a permit as a passenger who's going to town, who's going to go and get either mm. meds or actually either no, no, access, no. you know, no, no, the, that, that, or that access is, that the, the, the police. Sorry, sorry to interject. Mm. That is not the case. Uh, I was personally in, uh, at Ngobo on mm. uh, Friday, yeah. um, and I went, to, I went via Amtata, Yes. People are traveling from deep rural areas via taxis without permits because they are going to do their shopping, mm. going to get medication or going to see a doctor. And that's allowed. Those are the exceptions to the regulations. No, Brigadier, if- I think it's different people. You know, when you get to, um, diff- I'm telling the honest truth, my nanny had to go back. She couldn't even get on a taxi. And I still, I'm here, I'm trying to figure out how is it that I'm supposed to go and get her. No, it, 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 because it, the police it, 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 say they told her that they're not. So it no, must somebody, be the individual that are actually... Somebody has not done their work. Yeah. Somebody has not done their work there. 
she cannot be denied an opportunity to go see a medical practitioner or go get medication or do shopping for that matter. Yeah. There's no permit required for that. Thank you, sir. Thank yeah. you very much, Brigadier. I, I think we are going to find ourselves in a situation where, Brigadier, you're going to have to help us. Um, in, 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 in what, what do we do when we find that the police officers that we are dealing with perhaps are not updated with the latest regulations and, and are not hearing to what it is that we actually are allowed to do? Uh, I know somebody who went to three police stations and nobody was willing to give a permit to go uh, to their immediate family members funeral so this is not like a, an uncle or somebody there was somebody in their home uh, a parent and they were not given a permit to go uh, and leave town and go home is that something that you know is it a is it is it um how can i put it do you use your own discretion or are they no are they... no no it's not discretionary the, the regulations are clear we when the regulations we are already into the third week of lockdown. We have done extensive and intensive education and awareness around the regulations within the organization. We have sent communication from national office to via the provincial offices, the districts, the clusters and the stations, enlightening them and highlighting even simplified regulations to them. We didn't interpret them because uh, regulations... Uh, the interpretation is not up to us. It's legal experts. We are there to enforce regulations. So we've even we've simplified them so members can understand what is expected of them. If anyone has a problem at a particular station, they have the station commander to, to go to, they will have the cluster commander to go to, or even contact the provincial commissioner of that province if they feel they're not getting uh, the, 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 the service that, that they not desire, that they deserve. Um, so... So there, there are, you know, other avenues they could resort to. Uh, Br- Briga- but for me, yes, yeah? Brigadier, I'm, I'm going to plead with you. I'm told that you, you, you cannot stay longer with us. You know, the number of people who are calling and flooding, it is desperate. Are you not able to give us a few more minutes to just at least continue some of the questions that people have? No, it's fine. We can continue. And, right. and then I will just have to highlight you when I would need to Yes, call. okay. Unati, you're calling us from the Eastern Cape. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Ma. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Go ahead with your question. Okay, um, I think my question is, is, is similar to the previous caller because, you know, um, I do not have a permit, obviously, because at work we, we, we have chosen down. And so this one time I was going with my mother, you see, I, I wanted certain essentials. So I had to go with the person who has uh, oh, permit, you know. So so they actually, at, at a certain shop where they are selling uh, groceries, they denied me to get in because I did not have the permit. So I had to be like to, be like, to stand outside and, and, and then um, let my mom get in and, and, and get the essentials for me. So like I'm not understanding as to how does that go about and everything whilst we were actually given an, um, a right by the government to actually go and buy essentials. Unati, you were asked for a permit to go into a grocery store? Yes, to buy my essentials. All right, uh, Brigadier. Yeah, you know this is this is just. Um, I, I have to I have to say, I'm, and I'm hoping that these are really isolated incidents because it, it, we made it so clear that those that are not essential services, um, there are exemptions for those. For, you know, there are certain exemptions other than the essential services that police officers must acknowledge and they must give adherence to. It's those that I've mentioned. People going to buy groceries, going for medicines, going for medical attention, social grants, and going to the bank. Those are the five that people can leave their houses without having to have a certificate. You don't need certificates for that. But if it's essential services, you must have a certificate, which was 
accessible to people on the on the on the bus portal um, on the on the government's bus portal. So I, I don't understand why people are having this problem. That's why I say if anybody has this problem, they must please contact the station commander of that station. It is also very possible, uh, Brigadier, because I think it sounds also like some of the people who are doing these are shop owners. How do we then report those people? Because if it's the only store, grocery store in the area, and then the people there are being difficult, then what do we do then? Because I, 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 it doesn't sound to me like it's the police at this point. You know, I, I just, I can't, I don't know. We've been doing a provincial visit. The mm. minister, together with the minister, the national commissioner, the deputy minister, we've been doing provincial visits. And we saw the supermarkets have put in measures in place to make sure that there's proper social distancing. People were coming from, from far and wide because those were the only big uh, accessible stores that they had in the area. Like, as I mentioned mm. to you, we went to Ngobo, we went to Mtata, and, um, and people are coming from far and wide. So I can't imagine that, and now we are close to the end of the third week of this lockdown, that people are still having problems to go and buy essential items uh, as they are allowed to do. So very, very, very worrying. It just boggles my mind. Yeah. And and we also know that, uh, you know, people act differently when they see people like yourselves and they see ministers come around and then they see cameras. We also know that, Brigadier. So let, let's not be too surprised because you know that people behave differently when they start seeing officials like yourselves. Well, <laughs> the thing is, remember, I'm also a civilian. I'm also a human being. And yes. I also travel around. Uh, to, I go to my local supermarket. I see that the supermarket uh, store owners, they're putting their stickers, the 1.5 to 1 meter to 1.5 meter spacing. They're making sure that they're limiting the number of people into the stores, uh, one per square meter, and so on and so forth. So all of those uh, uh, rules are being applied and being adhered to. Yeah. So And people are coming in the numbers to the supermarkets. Although we, 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 we continue to say that people must, um, must limit their movement as far as possible, only go out when it's absolutely necessary, and so on and so forth, but we're still seeing a lot of people going out. But, but in, in, in the greater uh, scheme of things, people are actually following the rules. There right. are one or two people uh, or the, uh, the minority of people that are not adhering to the rules and they are being dealt with in terms of the All regulation. Right. What, what we're going to do as, in, a, in a few minutes, we're going to ask Brigadier to give us recourse. What do we do in a situation where people are really making our lives difficult, especially in those rural areas where you don't have quick access to, to a person of authority? Brigadier Vishnaidu is in conversation with us, taking your questions, and I do see all of your questions that I'll do that right now, but he'll also give us some solutions to some of our problems. SAFM 104 to 107 Nationwide It is SAFM, my name is Pemelo Modena This is Life Happens We are in conversation with Brigadier Vishnaidu South African Police National Spokesperson Taking your calls on 0891-104-207 What we're going to ask to do, Brigadier Is just to take a few questions at a time So that you can then respond to them Let's go to Malusi in Polokwane Good afternoon, Malusi Good afternoon, Sister Pemela and your guest Go ahead, Malusi Um... Sister Mel, I just wanted to ask your guest, mm. is taxi patrol guys, mm. are they allowed to stop cars of social service workers going to work and uh, taking people out of the cars and all that stuff at this time? Just repeat that. Are you talking about the taxi or are you talking about the people in the car, Malusi? No, no, no. The taxi op- the taxi patrol guys. Yes. These guys are driving taxi patrol cars. Oh, I see. Yes. The, you mean the different uh, taxi associations? 
No, I'm talking specifically on R71 in Mangueng. Okay. I'm working for essential service. Okay. Um, I'm, I was shocked even today, even now, when I, because I'm, I'm doing calls during the day. Mm. So they just block cars on the main road mm. and take people out of the cars, most especially those who are working for essential service, saying the taxi are the only one who are carrying those people. So it, 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 and the police patrol around and they don't mind about those guys, those guys, um, the taxi owners driving around the R71 on Mangueng Road, taking those people out of, out of the car. So that is my, that's Explain qu- just quickly for us, Malu, so that we have pr- better context. What is the reason that they're saying they're taking people out of the car, uh, out of the, the taxis? They, it, the thing is, you see nurses and doctors and some, you find that there are two or three in the car yeah. going to work yes. with permit. Yeah. And then they will say to them, no, we are the only one who are allowed to carry the passengers to work, if you understand what I'm saying. So, so that, is the, that is the challenge we are having, and police are overlooking it on this road as we speak. On the R71 interview. In, in before I let you go, Malusi, I just want to make sure that, Brigadier, did you get that question before I go on to the next question? Did you get the essence of that, Brigadier? And we put out a national media statement where, where, um, where uh, taxi operators, uh, we're allegedly stopping motorists uh, and 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 uh, ah. refusing them to continue with their, their yeah. with their journeys, even though the journeys were legitimate ah. and were authorized journeys, and 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 uh, um, compelling them to use taxis. I we understand. put out a statement. Yes. We also sent out a, a communication internally to to stop that. We told because that's taking the law into the yeah. that, that, that's actually compromising uh, or, co- or contravening the law. Uh, those taxi operators and we and. We, we, we warn them that we're going to arrest them and deal with them for intimidation and arresting uh, normal motors that are rendering Ma- essential Ma- services. Ma- so just yes. give me the, the yes. road again so that we can then try and deal with that. Where did you say it's, that? It's R71 in Mangueng. R71. The road, yeah, the road that stretches from Maria City to... All right. Let's. Well, thanks very much for that, Amalusi. Sorry, that's R seventy one. Yes, R seventy one. Mangueng. Okay, yes. it's fine. All right. Thanks, I'll, Malusi. I will, I will alert my colleagues on that one. Appreciate it, Malusi. Thanks very much for the call. And Dumi, so you're calling from KZN. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you? We well. Thanks for calling. Yes, ma'am. No, I just want to appreciate the government what it's doing, but I also need to comment on something here. Go ahead. We are really suffering. We are um, working during this time, and our cars are breaking down because we need to service them. We need to put black pads and lights and so forth. It is not considered, and we are struggling to get to work using the taxis. If that can be clarified on how we're going to work out during this process. All right. Dumi, so basically you want uh, car parts to be part of essential services. I'll get uh, Brigadier to answer to that in a second. Zbongile, you're calling us from Pulukwane. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Ms. Mim. Hi. Go ahead, ma'am. Yes. Okay. Mina, I have a challenge. It's a medical-related yes. uh, challenge because I have to ask my kids to come over to Pulukwana from Eastern Cape mm-hmm. because I have to see a specialist, an ophthalmologist, mm. for my eyes mm-hmm. because I was due to get my spectacles here in, now in April. So I'm worried because my condition now is deteriorating. My eyes cannot see well. The balls of the eyes are exposed to wind. It's painful. So the, as long as I'm still in this predicament, what I needed to know was that is it possible that I can ask 
the 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 the, the, the police to to give me something that is documented so that my kids can be allowed to travel from Eastern Cape to come and fetch me here in Bulukwana and take me to Joburg to the ophthalmologist. All right, we've got that question. Let me go to Patrick. Patrick, good afternoon. Thank you. Good afternoon, Timelo and Brigadier. Good afternoon. Uh, I've got two questions. The first one, I believe, is directed to Brigadier. The second one is probably general. Mm. The first one is, uh, the mother of my kid is in the free state. I'm in Mpumalanga. And she's been asking me to come fetch the kids. She's the primary caregiver. But uh, for some reasons, uh, circumstances that I do not know, some of them, uh, she's been asking me to come fetch the kids. Now, I, I want to know what do I need or what type of permit do I need to get to drive from here to go fetch my two kids in, 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 uh, in the free state. All right. Patrick, we've got that. And I think all of those are very simple questions and the Brigadier will be able to answer that. Let's go to Uzi Lesaku for the latest in headlines and Brigadier will be able to answer all of those questions. <laughs> SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide, leading the conversation. It's a question and answer session and this time around we are speaking to Brigadier Vishnaidu who is a spokesperson for the South African National Police and uh, he is here to answer the questions. Brigadier, thank you so much for staying with us. I'll just re- recap on some of the questions that the, the people have asked. Essentially, the issue of someone leaving a province to go fetch somebody else in another province, is that permissible? Um, well, uh, there's a, it's a very, there's, a, there's a fine line between that and, and somebody uh, wanting to seek uh, medical attention or somebody aiding um, a person that's, uh, that's in need of aid, um, you know, being permitted to, to assist. So in that case, um, I think they, if, if the, the, the old lady doesn't have anybody to assist her, um, then the, she can request one of her children, not all of her children, to, to, uh, to come through and, and give her the necessary assistance or attention. So what, what they can do is go to the police station. There is a permit. I think it's a form B that needs to be compiled okay. where they can say that um, they need to go because the parent doesn't have anybody to assist her or him so that they can leave, go from one province to another province so that they can assist with, the, with that person getting medical attention. Okay. So, can can I just please, ask, Brigadier, so yeah. this form B allows for both of them to be in the car? Yes, it will allow for both of them. Remember, in, in any sedan, a five-seater sedan, you can't have more than yes. three people. Yes, I know. Yes. You, yeah, you can't have more than three people. Yes. So, so it will allow for them to, to uh, two of them to be in the car. Okay. okay. But remember, each case will be treated on its own merit. Mm. They have to remember that the scenario that was given to me now, it's very likely that uh, they will be assisted, they will be given permission, they will mm. be per- given a permit to be able to, to, to cross yeah. province to do that. I, I don't think there's a big problem here, especially if her medical records can show that she needs to come and do this procedure. I yes, think it'll yes. be very simple. Let's then yes. go to the, the other question with the gentleman, because we've just spoken about sedans and the number of people allowed in the car. What we didn't ask him is how many children he has. So yeah. he say he's got two children or three children. What does that mean for the gentleman to fetch his children? Well, first and foremost, the question we need to ask firstly is if he's allowed to go fetch his children in the first place. Now, there was an amendment made to the regulation where it says that um, if there's shared custody between the parents, 
The parent who needs to go fetch children or the parent who's going to drop off the children must have a court order and there must be an ID number that can, can be matched against that court order. So if, they, if they're not in possession of their two, then absolutely not. They cannot travel and go pick up the children or whatever the case might be. Brigadier, yesterday we were told by social services that you don't necessarily have to have a court order because sometimes relationships are in in, in a way that people have a gentleman's agreement. All you have to do is just to have a birth certificate. Is that is that not the case anymore? No, no, no. I know that you must, according to the, the amended regulation, it says, and the communication by DSD was that you must have a court order uh, and you must have an ID number to match against that court order. So, I'm not, I don't know about the birth certificate or the, or the, um, or the, because it, then it does, then it's very difficult to regulate people moving around with their children. It's going to be very difficult because <laughs> anybody can say that they're moving with their children because it's shared custody. We're just picking up our children from point A to point B. So I think that's why the specification was made in that amended regulation that you must have a court order together with the ID. The, the issue here, Brigadier, is that in, at a time like this, who's going to offer you a court order? A lot of people do, from the time, I mean, I know of somebody that got a court order from 10 years ago. The, the problem with that situation is the person had the court order in the office and only had a copy. So I said the copy will do. So there are people that, when, when, when there's a shared custody, um, the, the courts do grant orders. I know in a lot of cases there's, there's been agreements, people haven't gone to court and there's no court yes, orders. Yes. So, so, so I, I'm, not, I'm not really certain because courts are open now. So I think they can go and get, can they can go and get a temporary order, you know? Because remember, ultimately, the whole objective of the regulations, and we mustn't miss this point, uh, is that we need to keep people apart in order to overcome this this virus. And that's why this country has made such huge sacrifices to be able to achieve that object uh, that objective, you know? And and that's why the regulations have been put in place in terms of the Disaster Management Act, so that we can keep people apart, contain the virus, and eventually eradicate it. We mustn't lose sight I'm of just, that, I'm that just, objective. I'm just worried that the messaging is different from what we got yesterday from the Deputy Minister. Um, that does concern me, because she was talking I, about I three will, categories. I, it, it, may, it may have been amended yesterday or the day before, yes. but I know that there was a court order. So she mentioned the fact that one of the issues is a court order, but there are people who fall out of that because they don't have it. And that was, if you can prove that this is your child with a, with a letter um, of permission from the partner, you can use that and go to the police station. Okay. An okay. affidavit, in other words. Okay. If that's what the deputy minister said, then I'm sure that will carry. I hope. So. Okay. So let's then talk about the number of children in the car. So it's a sedan. He's got three children. Is that allowed? You'll have to make two trips. Yo. Because you can't have more than three people in the sedan. Got you. All right. Okay. Let's um, take Mashudu. Uh, there was another one. Sorry, uh, I beg your pardon, Brigadier. There was another question around, and I don't think this is really something that's directed at you, but essential services, car parts being essential services, I don't think you can do anything about that. Well, the, I think one of the reasons that we allowed taxis to operate is so that people, just for this period, can, and we know people, I, I'm also one of them. My vehicle is due for the service. <laughs> So I'm using. I'm currently using my wife's car. Sorry to get personal on this thing, yeah. but you <laughs> yes. have to make means. Yeah. Um, that's why the taxis are there. You know, you can at least make use of the taxi. All right. Okay. That that I did think is not something that you can do anything about. Mashudu, you're calling from Mpumalanga. Good afternoon. Hey. Uh, afternoon. Thank you. Uh, my case is uh, traveling from Mpumalanga to Venda. I did uh, being alerted that there's burglary in my house. 
but the lady who's looking for my house, she don't know all what has been stolen, but she can identify the big stuff like the TVs and the hi-fi. But I wanted to travel there. Then the police yesterday when I wanted to go there, because I do use public transport, they say I'm taking chances. In that instance, what must I do? Brigadier? I'm so sorry to say that falls out of, that's not one of the exceptions in the, in the, in the, in the, um, uh, you know, to the rules, uh, in the, in the, of the regulation. So mm-hmm. that's not one of the exceptions. Um, so who, the thing is, you'll have to find out who's living in the house, who can provide, uh, you know, information about it. But the best thing for the, for the person to do is contact the local police station where that house was broken into so the police can, co- can go and attend to that. But to travel from point A to point B because of that, it's not an exception to the rule. So, so Masuri, in she, simple she terms... Did want, she did want to open a case, but she don't know. They're asking what else has been taken. She don't know what has been taken there. Mm. Yeah, that's, uh, that's... I think the gentleman must just call me so we can get in touch with the... Okay. to see what means we can make. Okay. To, to All right. All right, Mashudu, we'll just... Um, are you uh, putting we'll me put, back? Yes, we're going to put you back. back to yes, we your will. producer to get these numbers? Yes, sir, we will do that and we'll also uh, facilitate that. Christopher, you're calling from Cape Town. That is correct. I've got a house in Johannesburg. My tenants vacated the house just be- the day before the lockdown. And now the house has been broken into. All the taps has been stolen off. The ceilings has been broken. The uh, robbers came through the roof, and now I'm stuck in Cape Town. I cannot even get to the property. So I want to find out from the brigadier what is my options at this point in time. So, uh, hello. Go ahead, brigadier. Uh, yeah, it's, a, that's a, it's also a difficult one because that there too, it's not an exception to the rule. You know, we saying we saying that. If, uh, for example, somebody's tap breaks, mm. there's no hardware is open, yes. you know. Yes. And that's also, you know, everybody's problem is is very big to to that person. Mm. But we have to look at the bigger in the bigger scheme of things, you know. All the, the the huge sacrifices the country had to make to contain this virus. So here and there, we have to see our plight as a sacrifice. Unless it's a life and death situation, I think we have to see it as a sacrifice and 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 make that sacrifice you know for the for the for the greater good of things christopher you satisfied with that no i'm not satisfied with that so what i'm not satisfied with that Mm. i've got a property there that is worth which i've worked hard for unfortunately i got transferred to cape town my property is now vacant it's being uh burgled and I'm being told there's nothing you can do under the circumstances. So, so essentially, what did you want to do? You wanted to be able to fix the, the, the broken taps and so on? Well, the taps have been stolen off. Yes. The place is uh, open as we speak. Yes. I don't know what else can happen. So, By the time when I get there, the house will probably be carried away completely. So you you wanted to replace Uh, the doors and stuff. Is that what you were hoping to do? Yes, because windows are broken. The doors have been broken. Has this this matter been reported to the local police? Yes, I I reported to the London police. Okay, you've got a case number. You've got a case number, Christopher? Yes. Yeah, just 
just uh, maybe send me that case number. I will, I will, I will contact the law, the London Police or the or the provincial office to just go and have a look at that property and see what's going on. But I can tell you now, um, there's no permit that can be issued for the gentleman to leave Cape Town to go to Joburg to sort that property out. There, there, anybody who issues a permit himself or herself is likely to be breaking the law. It's a little bit uh, silly, Brigadier, what I'm going to ask you, but is there any way that um, somehow, especially because he's got a, um, a case number, that there, there could be maybe you know a report to him every now and then to say, you know, your, your place is still fine when the patrol guys went past, they found it was okay. I mean, I don't know, but is there any way that we can do That's that? That's why I said give me, the, give me the case number, yeah. and I don't want to comment to say what yes. you can and cannot do, because sure. our our police officers, as you may appreciate, yeah. are extremely stretched at yes, the moment. Yes, yes, no, I understand. Yeah, they're extremely stretched, um, and fortunately and thankfully, we have been complimented by the SENDF and the uh, and mm. the various traffic departments, mm. but still, you know, we're working 24-7 to ensure that the, le- the, the regulations are being adhered to. I, so I understand. I, I, can, I can check on that and, and, and see what, how we best Cri- can assist. Christopher, we'll put you back and then we'll try and see if that case number can assist you. Mudigeng yeah, in Cape Town. Ta- yeah, yes, yes, can Christopher. Can I just say I can take one more question? Yes, it's the last uh, one. It's the last one. Leave. No problem. It's Mudigeng, you're calling from Cape, uh, Kempton Park. Kempton Park. Yes, I'll try to be quick. Thank you. So, my situation is like this. When the school closed before the lockdown, mm. so I stay with my two kids and wife. We are both working. So so when the school closed, we are forced to take the kids home to, to home because there's a nanny there. So we came back and then we continued working and then the lockdown happened. So when the lockdown happened, the nanny back home, obviously went home as well. They released the nanny as well. And then the kids now, they are with the grandma. The grandmother health wife, she's not all right. And then they are relying on us for the groceries and to take care of the kids. So now I'm in Jobek. I need to go to home, at least to take care of the kids and then to de- deliver some groceries. Is there any exception for me? Where's home, Mudike? In Pogwane. Amarishani, mm. Bob. Okay. Brigadier? Mm. I think the best bet would be to transfer money. Uh, you won't be able to do that because... Uh, the the, 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 the the exception is only granted for an individual to leave his or her house to go to a supermarket to buy his or her own groceries. I think the best thing to do with uh, my my proposal would be to to transfer money so that uh, the so that the nanny or the or the I'm not sure who he said is looking after it's the children. It's, it's, it's an elderly person. Buy the, an, the groceries yeah. on, a, on her own. There's an elderly person who cannot even use the taxis and. She's left with two, with three kids because the name is gone. Yeah, that's a very difficult one. But uh, he's, he's not going to get permission to go there, unfortunately. Yeah, but is it possible that I can travel by myself if I can go to the police station so that I can get maybe a letter or something and Abu David? No, they won't, just... you won't get a letter. They will not give you a letter. Not even they will not because they, 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 your, your problem doesn't fall within the category of, of yeah, an exception. Yeah. Unfortunately. So, so in simple terms, Brigadier, no one is, is permitted at this point to be leaving a province to another province. No, no, you're permitted only if you're going to a funeral of a close family member. And it must be close. It can't be somebody, a second cousin or something like that. Mm. Uh, you, can, you can leave the province. And of course, you know, if you, if you uh, have to go pick up your children, uh, if it's shared custody, as I explained earlier, mm. you, can, you can do that as well. But 
Uh, but any other circumstances, no, unfortunately not. Okay, can I just ask you, just to recap quickly for us, you spoke about the Form B. Is it something that one can request when you go to the police station and say, well, I heard on the radio, Brigadier said something about Form B. Yeah, can I, I would, fill that in? I would suggest that they download it first, print it and take it to the station. because okay. uh, They can also help them at the station to get it, okay. but it will always be good for them to have it in their possession when they actually go to the to the police station just for you just brigadier to save time. just for you brigadier i mean I, I just want to give you a moment to just recap on what it is that you feel we've left out what message you feel that you need to come to to get across to the listeners right now yes i you know i i understand and appreciate and i think all of us do understand and appreciate that uh, people do have uh, problems they do have challenges when it came to this lockdown period it's new it's uncharted terrain for every one of us it's the first time i think uh, definitely in my lifetime that we've experiencing something like this and uh, people have difficulties but I just think it's just a short period of time. If you look at what's happening around the world, uh, the number of people that are dying, that are being uh, affected by this virus in so many different ways, countries, economies, individual people's families are disrupted. Uh, you're basically, every individual's life is disrupted. But it's, but it's something that's essential that really needs to be done. And I just want to say that people have to please, please acknowledge this. I mean, personally, I have some challenges and issues. I have a 94-year-old mom that I would like to go and see that I can't go and see. So um, we have to make the sacrifice for now. Uh, and we just implore upon people, just stay at home, just for this period of time. We've got another two weeks uh, plus uh, a few days to go, uh, you know, and, and I think if we do it properly 100%, will be able to achieve our ultimate objective. Can I ask, I mean, what we don't want is to inundate you personally with these personal uh, questions and so on. Isn't there a number where maybe somebody can call and check up on what is possible and not possible, Brigadier? Is there a number you can give us where people can actually just call and check up if their case is valid or not? You can. Because we don't want that, you know, I don't want people to be calling the 9111 number. No, 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 no. The, the one or triple one number is an emergency number. Yes. The always six double zero one or triple one number is a a, a trip off uh, yes. number. Yes. There, there's the, what I suggest by now. Every individual supposed to have the sector commander's number. They're supposed to have the station number and the station commander's number. Okay. Uh, because even my staff app has been designed for trip offs. It's not for for uh, as an information yes. point. Yes. And for all health um, uh, issues. I think uh, the Department of Health has created a, a, a hotline number. Uh, it's 0800 triple zero. Uh, it's 0800 zero double zero two nine. All right. 0800 zero double zero two nine. Brigadier, I really that's the number. That's a hotline it. number for medical and health issues. Really, um, that really the Department of Health it. has created. Thank you so, so much for the time you've given us. Brigadier Vishnaidu there, who is a South African police national spokesperson. He's been very generous with his time. He did tell us earlier that he didn't have much time, but really he has uh, committed to quite a bit, and uh, we really appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and I'll just give you um, an opportunity also to speak to Christopher. Christopher, you you had called us earlier, and we were going to try and put you in touch with Brigadier uh, Vishnaidu. We, we didn't get your number. If you can just maybe call us back and so that we can get your number and then we can forward it over to the brigadier so that we can try and see if we can't assist you but listen this is as much as we could do for today to get you all those questions and and then as much answers as possible we'll continue on this kind of vein to try and bring you the officials who are going to give you as many answers as possible i must say the issue around uh 
children i'm still i'm still a little bit unfortunately confused because yesterday i was under the impression that you don't all have to have court orders that was what the deputy minister said because she said that they understand that there's a category of people where there is a gentleman's agreement and you didn't fight and go to court and all you need were travel documents similar to what you would need if you were to travel overseas. You know, previously you would have to go uh, with a birth certificate, your own, and also um, uh, I, th I think it's a, a letter from the police uh, essentially giving you permission so that you can prove that this is your child and uh, the reasons you are moving the child from one place to another. Now, Brigadier Vishnaidu said today that it's he understands it to be that you need to have a court order. My suggestion is that get clarity from your police station, please, so that you do not find yourself with your children in, you know, in police custody. That's what we don't want. What we don't want is for you now to be in the car with your child and then all kinds of things, unpleasant things are happening and then, you know, it's, it's not a pleasant experience. Rather, try and get as much clarity as possible. I, I thought we had clarity. I'm now a little bit confused today. Um, that obviously means that we need to go back and see what we can do to try and get more clarity on this one. I am still a little bit confused and I know many, many of you are worried about this custody of children and moving children from one parent to another. So I do commit to getting another specialist to try and unpack it for us better so that we are all better informed. It's 10 minutes to 2.